During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. I want to ask the question. Who's buying the booze? Who's buying the booze? God, these bubbles make me burp. Hello, everybody. This is a podcast where we drink and we tell you about how we read the Babysitter's Club books again. Not originally, but now. Yeah. Did you read them as a child? I read some of them. Um, As I was reading this one, I realized I had read this one. Um, But I did not read them all religiously. Like say the Nancy Drew books. I don't think I did either. I'm, I don't. I mean, I read some of them, and I distinctly remember sitting in a basement with uh, this girl across the street, mm-hmm. and it was like me and one of my friends, and like her older sister, and this person was the sister of the older friend, the older sister. That tracks. Oh God, she was awful. And that relates to the books. Oh, because... <laughs> Look, we're setting the tone for this right <laughs> off the bat. So. She, uh, she made us play Babysitter's Club. And, oh, like, I mean, I get that we were the, like, tag-along sidekick younger kids, but that really pissed me off. Sure. I actually tried to start a Babysitter's Club. Like, my friends and I read it, and then we're like, that's a brilliant idea, we should do it. I remember, like thinking about how we were going to tag up signs in the library. I think we might have actually done it. I can't remember if it got us any business or not. I mean, that sounds on brand. Both of these things sound on brand. So we're going to read the books Mm -hmm. from in chronological order. We're going to talk about one book an episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see where it goes. I mean, theoretically... We're going to talk about the books, and we'll have stuff to say about the books, but that's going to lead us in other directions. Yeah, and we're going to drink every time. That's hence the boozy sitters, which we both almost which, forgot to include for. This yeah, episode. we almost both forgot to make a cocktail. Yeah, and we should also probably like from the jump say that we're starting this prod podcast. <laughs> oh God, uh, I sounded like that. What's that cartoon cat? Mutley? Yeah. <laughs> what was I saying? Drinking. 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 That I was we saying were also something. going to drink during the episode? Oh, yeah. Um, we're starting this podcast when we're in quarantine. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so we we're, we're going to address the elephant in the room and that this is a COVID-19 induced podcast experiment, though we did have the idea before. Apparently we are doing this because of quarantine. On a Zoom meeting. Yes. Or, if copyright infringement is a thing, on a virtual meeting through the computer. (laughs) I think Zoom is now like Google. Okay, great. So, yeah. So, we're doing this through a Zoom meeting um, in our respective houses. We did a social distancing microphone drop-off, and Mm -hmm, the intent mm -hmm. was always that we were going to do this in the same place with the same drink. So there would be a cocktail, an episode, or some kind of drink. Now you get two. <laughs> now you get two. Now you get two. 
Yeah, so let's just, let's get into this thing. This is book one, The Babysitter's Club, Christie's Great Idea by Anne M. Martin. Um, we are going to the original text. Um, I know there's graphic <laughs> novels out there using the original um, as well as an additional series, but we are sticking with the original for now. We are. And this is where we throw it to a Scottish man to read you the, uh, to read you the back cover. Lewis! 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 When Christy Thomas has a great idea to form a babysitter's club, a chance to earn money and spend time with her friends, all while doing something they each love to do, she has no idea how much this club will change everything. Crank calls, uncontrollable toddlers, wild pets, untruthful clients, running a business is hard work. Christy and her co-founders, Marianne, Claudia and Stacy, are sure they can handle anything, but only if they stick together. So what are you drinking? I'm drinking a spritz. Oh, excellent. I was also going to make a spritz. (gasps) I had a fear you might. (laughs) But the spritz has been my unofficial cocktail of quarantine. Mm. Um, And so, uh, one, I'm starting to hit the point where I'm needing to ration the Aperol. And two, I went with, I'm holding it up like it's going to make a difference. Can hear my ice cubes in my in my Yeti wine glass. Um, I went with a gin and tonic using uh, my specialized bespoke gin mm. um, from Portobello Road Distillery. Pretty sure that's the right name of the bar it's slash gin institute. Gin institute, the gin institute um, <laughs> in London. And yeah, so this is the first time that I am trying out my gin. Um, it is, as I remembered, very smoky um, and more ginny than I remember, or like junipery than I remember, um, mm. given the fact that there was a lot of gin tasting as we were going through that process. Um, but I'm I'm good with it. I, I did as they suggested and didn't try and go fancy with any kind of additional things. I put some tonic Just in Just enjoy it, the gin. And then I did put a little uh, extra lemon. So, yeah, I'm not mad at it. I was, I'll be honest, I was a little afraid I was going to not like it. Hate it? Yeah. yeah. I am a little afraid to open mine because the only thing that I can remember that's in mine tasted like a yoga studio and I don't even remember what that means at this point in my but head like, it's like incensey. yeah I mean I burned some incense last night because you know I was just having a moment and I was like oh burn some incense and then I forgot that incense like you don't smell them right away you smell them in the morning and I'm like why does it smell like a hippie died in my apartment I was like oh because I was burning shit that can we curse might... yeah why not Cool. I feel like if we tried to stop ourselves from cursing. <laughs> well, you don't curse that much. I don't. Um, I, I can't help it. I don't think our, our target audience is the age of the protagonists in the book so much as people that read the books. True, and true. And who aren't cool. going to be offended by the occasional curse word. If you are offended by the occasional curse word. Fuck thank, you. Thank you for listening. <laughs> we'll see you later. But to talk a little bit about the overall plot of the book, it's basically the very beginning 
of the series. It's the How the Babysitter's Club Came to Be. Um, what I actually like about these, and I remember liking from when I read them, is that the narrators do switch from book to book. Yes, and, so and this one's Christy. Christy. Yep. So yeah, because it's her good idea. Great idea. great idea. Is it a great idea a, or a good idea? It's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yeah. We're not just good. It's great. It's great. Um, it's great. So great. So great. Uh, so good. So yeah, it's uh, Christy's the narrator. It's book one, and it basically is the genesis of the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't read it and didn't get it from Lewis's back cover reading, I almost said back door reading. That's <laughs> not good. No. <laughs> um. So she, this all comes about because her mom needs a babysitter for her little brother, which I actually think is a little weird that she can just be like, yo. No, it's because all of the siblings, Christy and her siblings, all had prior commitments, and it was oh, an right, 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 unintended. Right. I remember this just because I just looked through, glanced through it again. So I do find it kind of interesting that she is like so aware that there's like a babysitter problem in her community, and she addresses it. We can either jump right into that, or we can take a small break for potential ads later and the how you doing you may be asking yourself why is the audio quality on this ad so poor well when you're working on a shoestring budget and the cord of your mic craps out you improvise now you're asking yourself why do i care you care because you love independent media and you get excited like a sophomore whose braces just came off every time a new episode of your favorite pod pops into your feed so if you want to help make sure all the cords work and hosts don't go hungry, consider donating to help support an independent creator that is important to you. It doesn't have to be us. We'd love it to be us. But if there's another pot out there that warms the cockles of your heart, support them. If you want to help us make sure the cocktails keep coming, head on over to our Patreon page and become a member. And until then, cheers! How are you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Um, had a good day yesterday. There was a lot of talking because I had some video chats with various friends. Um, yeah, but it was good. I made myself a delicious meat-filled salad for dinner. Mmm. Um, and it was good. So, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I had a traumatic experience in the grocery store yesterday. Like, with germs and people who are... Like, a dude brushed up mm. against me. Not in, like, a sexual way. In, in a like a way. We, There's a plague way. And then I, like... Which, like, I at had this a, point, I, like, almost you'd rather, like, be, like... It was... I, a, yeah, I mean, at this point, you might almost rather get a dick rubbed up against you than have someone touch you with their hands. Right? That... Yeah. I mean, I maybe. guess both could give you... <laughs> You're going to get something from both of them. You're going to get something from both. One so of them which will be treatable. The other will pick not. Pick your poison. One has a pill, one doesn't. So you're at the grocery store. Yeah. Oh, God. And it was, I, I, I was being very careful. I had my mask on. Dude wiped down the, like, cart for me. I have my list. I'm getting in. I'm getting out. And then I'm like, buy the apples. And this dude... 
like an old dude just like did a drive-by and his arm brushed my bare s- I'm like now I gotta wear a turtleneck to the grocery store well and then in Florida it, like then you can feel it like it's burning where he touched yes. you because then you're like that's where the germs are and then right. you have and then to I had his weird energy time, on me like being like don't touch that spot with anything else right yeah. And then I had his weird energy and his germs. It's not good. People... I mean, we're living in a time where you'd rather get syphilis than get the Rona. Again, one is treatable. (laughs) I mean... Very accurate. Things that the babysitters do not have to deal with yet. Although they are, some of them are starting to notice boys. That's true. And some are dealing with um, illnesses. Secret illnesses. Um, so yeah, so, uh, let's jump into it. Do we want to go through our, um, we have a couple of questions that theoretically we will touch on in each episode. I think so. Um, They will guide the conversation. Yeah. And I think it'll give everyone kind of a, a start to finish scale of where we are, you know, for each book. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we have to rate the book. On a scale of things that we haven't fully formed yet. From Morbida Destiny's Wart mm-hmm. to Claudia's Hat. Yep. Um, I'd give it whatever a, th- a four is going to be. Okay. Maybe it, I mean, maybe it sets like it up. an extended curfew. Maybe four is an extended curfew. Yeah, four, yeah it could be an extended curfew. Because like, it's, it's a lot of exposition because it's the first one. Yes. So, but I you think know. I would agree. I would say I would say solid four. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it's a lot of exposition, but it also goes pretty quick. It does. It does. What's our next question? Next question is: Would twelve-year-old you have liked the book? Twelve-year-old me would be really pissed off at her teacher that made her write an essay about fucking decorum. Like, what the actual fuck? And let's talk about, there's, like, a lot of patriarchal suppression going on in here. The curfew that, was it Marianne? Uh-huh. Yeah, Marianne. Her dad's real strict. Sure. Well, her mom stu- did just die. Did she just die? I thought she died when she was, like, a baby. Not that, like, you can get over that, but, like. No, I think <laughs> I, I think I got the impression that she was, like, not, like, Recently just, deceased? Not recently, but, like, no, you might be right. I don't know. Does she need a handbook? For the recently deceased? A handbook for the recently deceased? Um, I was thinking Marianne. Um, I don't think she needs a handbook. I think she's, I think she's read the handbook. Okay, um, she's read She it. might be editing yeah. it in the afterlife. I'm not sure. Um, okay, maybe there's not a lot of, like, patriarchal suppression, but, like, he made her write. Like, she wasn't acting in a way. So, okay, for those of you who haven't read the book, Kirsty get Kirsty. That's a different person. That's a different person. Maybe listening. Maybe um, not. Who we know in actual human life. Um, Christy. Christy gets mouthy at her teacher because she's dangerous. Because she gets excited that class is over, and she just and jumps he makes up her, before and she, she just jumps up. Her, I think. And like he makes her write an essay about why she needs to have decorum. I think it's also the definition of decorum because I think he used the word 
Like, I think he said, you have to have decorum, and she kind of did the nod and smile. Yeah, and I get it. It's a book for children, and they're trying to tell them what decorum is, but as an adult, I was like, really? Really? You're telling her that she needs to have decorum? I'm sure there was some boy in the back of the room, like, was picking his nose and putting it on somebody, and he didn't get told that he needs to have decorum. Sure, yes. Where I went with it was more along the lines of, I mean, I am not currently in elementary school Mm -hmm, or middle mm -hmm. school, Um, but I feel like the write an essay about X as a punishment is Mm. old school. Like, I feel like you see that a lot. Like, that's very... You do. Like, a... And I need a 10-page paper on blah, blah, blah by tomorrow in, like, older movies or whatever. So I took that more to show, like, even if it was real at the time of, like, something that teachers would do, to me it was almost more, like, old-fashioned. It was. I just got real cranky on behalf of her. I was like, seriously, dude? Like, what the hell? And I think, so this (laughs) is what's really interesting, because I think this is why I really like the fact that all the books switch narrators Mm -hmm. because there are things that I remember this from when I read it as a kid there are things that I related to Christy but Mm -hmm. I don't think she was ever the one that I was like that's my character you know what I mean and so I think there's always these things where like you're going to have the like like you had an emotional reaction to that part of it I didn't have an emotional part- uh, reaction to that part of it. But, like, mm. you know what I mean? True. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I guess I even now get told that I'm mouthy. So, <laughs> it's a way I identified with not being able to contain yourself. Like, you just have a lot of emotions. Again, I think I read it as probably, like, a... 12-ish year olds, I remember mm-hmm. like I said earlier, i pretty sure I took it and ran with it and was like, let's go make a babysitter's club like this is a roadmap, it's not a book. <laughs> so I'm pretty yeah. sure 12, 12 year old me enjoyed the book. We should probably get into some of the other characters mm. besides Christy because this was her great idea. True. So her friend Marianne, who she's known for Evs, are they next door neighbors currently? Uh, I don't think they're next door, but they're, like, on the same block or, like, around the they're corner. They're close enough they're where close. they can, like, have, like, flashlight yeah. chats. Yeah, they can see each other's houses. Because Marianne's dad won't let her talk on the phone after a certain time at night, so they have Which does nine not o'clock. So they have, seem like, unreasonable to me. No, but I guess I didn't have any of those sort of rules. Yeah. So all of it seems unreasonable sure. to me. Like, if your child is well-behaved, why do you care? Right. So she lives next door, and they are close friends, and their other friend, Claudia, who lives across the street, who's more artistic. And she's the one who is just, it's at the end of, yeah. it's at the end of the summer, I think it's taking place, um, like back to school kind of thing. Um, and so over the summer, Claudia is the one that has started yeah. noticing boys. That's and a... That's a reoccurring thing that, that comes world. up, like noticing boys dressing differently, which I guess that is what you do at that age. Yes. Yeah. And, but I think it's also, they do talk about, she goes into a fair yeah. amount of detail on clothes 
and especially as mm-hmm. a separation between the characters, and that, I mean, it does a good job pretty quickly being like, Claudia is the artsy one who wears feather earrings and mismatched clothes and patterns and some pushes it and tries to wear makeup and, you know, and Christy's still wearing sweatshirts and yeah. jeans and sneakers. It doesn't see why that. I think I was like a cross between a, a Christy and a Claudia because I had like Claudia's clothes and the artistic sensibility, but I had Christy's mouth and didn't put on any makeup. I think I probably like I I wanted Claudia's clothes, and mm-hmm. I probably had some of that, but like I think I definitely always wanted to be more like I don't know high fashion than I thought I was. So you were like Stacy. Yes. Who's the fourth and final compatriot yep. in this? Who gets brought in by Claudia. She's just moved to, this takes place in Connecticut. Which I always thought it took place in Long Island. Which, <laughs> I mean, which? New York adjacent. Yeah, so Stacy has just moved from New York, New York City. And um, Claudia befriends her and then brings her into the group. Um, And she's not quite as eccentric in her clothing style, but she's more fashionable than Christy and Marion. Yeah. What I liked about it was that, and I feel like this goes through the whole book that I really liked, is... Obviously, like, they're 12-year-old girls, so they... And it's a book. It needs some kind of, like, dramatic whatever. Um, And so there is conflict there at points. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, they were kind of like, cool, a new friend. Yeah. No, that was nice. Like, it was nice that they were just like, cool, this is a new person. We're just going to automatically accept her, which was great. Like, I think that's the way it should always be. Like, it should be that way as an adult. Yes, but I think, too, like, kids' books are often very focused on the new kid is the outcast. That is true. And it She was, does have a, a, an eating thing that Christy wildly speculates about that ends up being diabetes. So, like... Spoiler alert. <laughs> in case anyone's... Spoiler alert. It's diabetes. Yeah. And she's like, you shouldn't diet. Diets are bad. Are you anorexic? I don't know why I'm making her talk well, like that. I, it was also <laughs> funny to me the fact that... And I think this is where it kind of goes from this was a book written in the 80s. I believe it's 84 is when it was published. Let me consult the book. I'm going to drink while you... Please do. 86. Okay. So it's funny to me when you... Like, I, I actually think a lot of the book holds up between... 86 when it was published and 2020 now. Like, I, I think mm-hmm. there is a lot that holds up. But what's funny to me is where it does not hold up is that Stacy goes with, yeah, I'm on a diet as her excuse rather yeah. than I have an illness. Where yeah. I feel like I in 2020, <laughs> yeah. it's the opposite. People are like, oh, I have this illness. I can't. And then secretly it's like, oh, no, I just don't want to eat that. You know, but it also, like, how things change. Like, I feel like people are so acutely aware, particularly of, like, children's diabetes. Yes. Like, it's a thing we know about now. It's not weird. I also 
don't <laughs> think I ever thought it was weird. Like, I was trying to think about myself no. at that age and if any of my friends, I don't think I, any of my friends did have diabetes, but if they had, like, I don't think I would have been, which, like, later in the book, they talk about the reason they left New York was basically because she was getting bullied over her diabetes. Yeah. One. Yeah. I knew somebody like, who had diabetes. We didn't bully her. Right. I like, mean, she was weird for a whole myriad of other reasons. And, w- I mean, we didn't make fun of her. She was in our group, but she was banana crackers, but not because of her diabetes. <laughs> All right, Wilford. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, that was a little... I'm like, I feel like you could have... Those two storylines could have been separate. Like, you could have had a reason that they moved to <laughs> Connecticut... And also, yeah. she could have had secret diabetes. But Also, like, give it to her parents that they have such job flexibility that they can just up and move to Connecticut because your kid's getting bullied. I mean, they may still work in the city. True. It did seem to be Stony a, Brook could be a commuter city. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was in Long Island, so clearly that didn't have any impact on me. It's fine. That totally makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why it's blowing my mind that it's Connecticut. Um, all right. What was the most surprising part of the book for you? What was surprising to me? I mean, I think how quickly Christy was, like, okay with Watson. Mm-hmm. So, here's some exposition. Christy's dad is no longer in the picture. They kind of make him sound like a dirtbag. Yeah, moved they to California. And moved to California. She's yeah, and they, they don't see him as much as she wants to, or yeah, and they don't paint him in a very good light. And her mom is dating this dude Watson, and she's not into him. But then she babysits the kids, and she likes the kids, and now she's fine with Watson. Yeah, and there's a fat cat, and Watson has a fat cat. Boo boo. And the cat gets out. Boo boo. And Karen is her name Karen. The kid. Yes. I I, I have a hard time picturing children named Karen. Like I know adults, especially these (laughs) days, because they were all (laughs) that one is who who grew up to be Karen. (laughs) Yeah, you know Karen. You know Karen. Well, you can read about her as a child in the Babysitters Club episode one. And I think she would totally grow up to be Karen. Karen from accounting in Connecticut. In Connecticut. Not that there's anything wrong with Connecticut. Not that there's anything wrong with being named Karen from Connecticut and being an accountant. But she quickly tells them about the witch next door. Morbid a destiny. Yeah. I feel like... Also, I feel like they keep calling her old and she's probably not that no, old. No, she's probably like 55, 60. Yeah. She, she has a wart. And I mean, when you're like... Six. Anyone with a wart is probably going to be a witch. She lives in a rundown house, I think. Yeah. And the cat got fat after she put a curse on the cat, but then they also say the cat's like 20. So. And just goes up and digs up her garden. The cat could also, if it's gaining weight quickly, also have diabetes. Diabetes. I mean, I don't think in the 80s we were taking care of our pets the same way. No, no. Is cat diabetes a thing? Yeah, cat diabetes is a oh. like a thing thing. Oh, yeah. Cats get diabetes a lot. I bet Boo Boo had because the they live to like nine hundred now. That's true. Yeah. So, cat diabetes. And 
PSA. Still better than the Rona. Get your There's cats a tested for diabetes, everybody. You don't want them getting fat. No. From the diabetes. So, yeah. So, that was back to the what was surprising. Yeah. She... And I don't know, because you don't know how long it's been before this point. Right. They seem to get engaged very quickly, and she seems to accept them very quickly. Yes. Yeah. That was surprising. But again, as an only child whose parents are not divorced, maybe that's why that was surprising. No, I think it it, it did go pretty quick. Um, I think that part for me was actually good. Like... I liked it, and I think this is, like, continuing thing through the books, that things that are usually done in a kind of cliched way, she avoids. Mm -hmm. So it starts out with Christy hating Watson and being a total jerk, and he brings over Chinese food for dinner one night, and Chinese food is her favorite, and she makes herself a peanut butter and jelly sandwich instead because she won't eat the Chinese food that he brought because she doesn't want him to think that she likes it. From a 12-year-old perspective or 13 or 9 or however old you are when you read these as a kid, mm-hmm. from that perspective, I think you would totally side with Christy. Yeah. Like, you would see the kid emotions in that and it would be totally justified as to why you would make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich when your mom's boyfriend brought over your favorite foods. And you would be like, yeah, I get it. But she writes it in a way that when you're reading it as an adult, you're like, yeah, you're being a jerk. Yeah. But you can see, like... It reminds you of where you were coming from when you were a kid and be in a similar situation. But as an adult, you're like... Obviously, you see it from the mom's perspective yeah. more. And Watson, who's just trying to make a good impression on these children. Yeah. Because he loves their mom. Right. He's just like a dude. He's just he a probably dude wears who brings khakis. over Chinese food. They're probably pleated in the front. He probably wears khakis. Yeah, like pleated front khakis. Oh, he's totally a front pleated khaki guy yeah. that wears a polo shirt that is a little too big because it doesn't seem like most men seem to understand where the shoulder mark goes. Yes, except this is the '80s, so it's probably mm. fitted that shirt. True, true. It's an and it's an Izod. It's an absolutely an Izod. He lives in Connecticut. <laughs> lives in Connecticut. He's, he also wears penny loafers. <laughs> he does, and when he goes into the office, it's a hundred percent a Brooks Brothers suit. I mean, there's no men's warehouse for him. Fitted. Is that even a thing in the '80s? Men's warehouse, I think so. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But he, you know, he like his dad brought him to go get fitted at eighteen for his first Brooks Brothers suit. True. These people are really white, except for Claudia. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Which actually, another thing that was surprising to me that I thought was good writing was I forgot that Claudia is a first generation American. I forgot about that. Oh, I think I I knew that, but it didn't really occur to me. But you're right. Like that's a good. Yeah. That, that her like, that was not that it's surprising, but it was done in a way that it did not make her the other, which I thought was really good. Yes, and especially in the eighties, I mean, her parents moved here from Japan. They obviously have set up her and her sister in a way that they are trying to give them the typical American life. Her sister is kind of an obnoxious genius. Not but kind of. She is a she is. genius. I think the first time now Can we talk can we talk about Janine? Janine and the comma? 
Here's the thing. I am a stickler for grammar. I love grammar. I love when it's right. It annoys me when it's not right. Mm. I read that whole section. I was like, oh, she's insufferable. Yeah, like... And then there was a hopefully, like... Yeah. It was just... But again, there was a lot. Great writing. Great writing. Because you're slipping it in there. You're teaching kids about possessive and non-possessive. And don't be this jerk. Like, yes, you can be right about the comma, but don't be a dick. And everyone felt, I think that's, you're right, like, she writes it as just a, these are people, and these are your, these are their stories. Yes. And she does a really good job of everyone feeling distinct without, like, again, come back to the biggest other is secret diabetes. Yeah. Secret diabetes was a bigger thing than first generation. Yeah, like which which in twenty twenty, again that would be different. Which is insane. How are we still talking about immigration? I'm using air quotes, like as a an issue, right? Because again, as of today, twenty twenty, Claudia's parents wouldn't be allowed in America, and fuck that. Yes. Fuck that. Sure. Fuck that so hard. Now, so hard. I will say, I have a feeling that if you talk to people, because neither one of us are first-generation Americans. True, true. If you talk to people and say, what were your experiences in the 80s mm-hmm. versus what are your experiences now or a similar, you know, whatever. Right. I'm sure people in the 80s can tell you all of the ways in which they were discriminated against or felt ostracized or any of that. But right. it is a great thing that somebody in the 80s was writing a book in which it wasn't an issue. So that, that I kids guess that's my point. Who are reading it are like, okay, yeah, so this is this is normal. This is normal. So if they came into it, they ran up against it in real life. Yeah. They wouldn't I'm think not, it's a problem. Yes, let me clarify. I'm not saying the 80s were a magical time for immigrants. They were not. <laughs> but in the reality of this book, there was a magic nobody thinks it's fairy <laughs> lived from 1980 nobody. to 1989. <laughs> no, in this reality of this book, nobody thinks it's weird. Yes, which is a great thing. Which is really good. Yeah. There was another point. Oh. Back to the boys and how some of them are into boys. Yeah. I also think in 2020, it would be like, well, maybe someone's not into boys because they're not into boys. Yes. Yes. Like, statistically. Yes. I think that would be One more... of them is a lesbian, and I'm pretty sure it's Christy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, if you're going by this book, and we are putting in the, like level of interest of boys. Christy wants Which, nothing to though, do with boys other than you, hang out with her brothers. Switching, sort of, it's adjacent. Have you seen Dairy Girls? It's another... It's on like, my list, but I really want okay, to watch it's, it. It's another coming of age... Like in the 90s young, Ireland, right? Yeah, yeah, 90s Northern Ireland, coming of age, young woman finding themselves. And I will say... The one that ends up being the lesbian is not the one you think is going to be a lesbian. And Which, I was so proud of that's her. That's great. 
you know, she, like it was it was lovely. Let's it's not also, lean into stereotypes and But it's another one that it was like it was a big deal and then it like wasn't. Yeah. Not saying that everything is perfect, but if you haven't watched Dairy Girls, you need to watch it. It's a quick binge. It's so good, you'll want more. So much more. I mean, we're in and lockdown. What else is there to do? God, and their accents are so great. I had really good Chinese food in Belfast once. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Just saying. Sure. It was late. That thing was open. And then someone saw Hodor across the street in what, I don't know what the Northern Ireland equivalent of a bodega is, but it was essentially a bodega. I mean, that makes sense. With no cats. Yeah. I guess you would just call it a market. Mm -hmm. Can we pause to refresh my cocktail? Sure. I'll do the same. When we're legally allowed to go outside again, our first stop will be to celebrate with an amazing glass of wine at Anada on Beach Drive in St. Petersburg. Let's be honest, we'll also have a giant plate of meats and cheeses. They're not paying us to say this, but we love it there. See you there. And we're back. And we're back. Um, So I'll jump in with the most surprising part for me. Yeah. Was... I forgot that was the question. No, it's fine. This is why we have a guide, but not... Yeah. They're guidelines, that's all it is. You're a surprising bit. Um, How much more freedom, lack of supervision, there was on children. So Christy, part of the, where the babysitting comes in is they each babysit for neighborhood kids, but Christy, who has a younger brother, she and her two older brothers take turns once a week watching her younger brother after school so that they're, and then like another neighborhood kid does it. So there's a whole thing at the beginning of how she has to rush home from school to meet her brother. Who's like six. He's six. And it (laughs) says, I wrote this down because I was like, this is ridiculous. So it was a, um, basically she's like, she says something like, if I'm late, he gets home before me. So not only, because I think they're 12 is the age of the... Yeah, they're like 12, 13. So not only are you having 12 and 13-year-olds babysit children, which I think probably is a little ridiculous. I did it. Like, thinking back now, I'm like, I'm a little surprised. I was a responsible child, but I'm a little surprised that some of these adults put their infants into my care. I mean, 13 is like what freshman year of high school well it was Uh, for me but I was younger than everybody yeah I think it's like eighth grade normally okay so I mean I guess which we can go into another pod but my babysitting experiences in eighth grade involve CCD and the woman who headed it up and how she basically blackmailed me into being Mary in the living stations of the cross but that's (laughs) we can talk about that a different later different topic but yeah there's a lot of children watching children yeah there's not as much of like latchkey kid thing going on right today. which again i babysat when i was like 12 13 and not like i will say i don't think i was babysitting infants until i was probably like 14 15 but i definitely was in charge of toddlers um and so whatever i think a lot of people did it i think it's probably people are still doing it you know it's fine 
But what got to me was, so you have a six-year-old that is going home, even if Christy is there before he gets home, her job is not to go pick him up. Her job is just to be home when he gets there so she can then watch him. What they don't explain is, like, how close is the bus stop? Is the bus stop at the corner? Six. Six years old. If you saw a six-year-old walking a half a block alone right now, you would (laughs) stop and be like, why is there a child walking if there was no one around? True, but I guess it's like suburbia in the 80s. Oh, totally. Your, it your bus weird. stop is in your neighborhood. They don't think anything is going to happen. But yeah, but yeah, from a 2020 perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And again, like when I read it and when I was looking at it and thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I did as a kid at a fairly young age that was fine at that point. And, and quite honestly, I think was positive in the eventual, like, me being an independent person and understanding how to live in the world by myself and all that kind of stuff. So I do think there's positives to letting kids be independent at a young age. Yeah. But just reading it and being, like, six years old, sitting on the stoop crying because he forgot his key and he didn't know where his key was. I mean, that yeah, that, that is problematic. I feel like that might have been problematic even then, but I guess if you think about it, her mom's a single mom. Sure. You know, she's doing the best she can. Yeah. And, and she's relying on her 12-year-old daughter to get home from school on time. You got to use all of your resources, yeah. which does make Watson in his pleated khakis and Izod shirt. Makes sense. Like, Watson is makes the knight on the Volvo. I don't know if he drives the drives Volvo, but... It's either a Volvo or a Suburbaru. Suburbaru. <laughs> How's that drink, Stephanie? God. Yeah. You want to know what I realized we didn't do in the beginning? Introduce ourselves? Yeah, so we might have to. Yeah. I thought about that again. too, and then I was like, <laughs> let's just keep going. Anyway. Yeah. Get that sniff out. It's all that it's all pollen. cocaine I'm doing at home in quarantine. Look, That's not true, not people. True. That's not true. It's really not. Yeah. I'd be a lot more awake. <laughs> <laughs> let's go, let's go, let's go podcast would be a lot quicker 20 minutes in and out let's go i don't know if anything was expected except it's just like how normal their like suburban lives were sorry one other thing mm. their business hours are 30 minutes i have a point about that let me consult my notes oh like yeah what, it was okay <laughs> so yes so their business hours so they set up they set up this club they um put up flyers they they make flyers and hand them out to yeah, people. Yeah. Then they buy ad space in their local newspaper. Like, this was in all case. super <laughs> 80s. They, but, like, wh- I guess now you do it on Facebook. Yes, you'd probably make a Facebook group. Because, like, Craigslist doesn't really exist anymore, right? No, At I 13, think it does. Yeah. Um, you just can't sell your body. Or other people's oh. bodies. Well, that's probably good. But so, what was it? So basically, they set up their club. Mm-hmm. Claudia has her own phone line in her room, which was like the height of like it's like. Having a phone line, your dedicated phone line in your room 
was like being the first kid to have a cell phone. Yeah. Of course, no one else. Did had you a have cell phone. one? I had Did my you? own phone in my room, mm. but not my own phone line. I had my own phone line, but I'm pretty sure it was also the same one as the internet, so I couldn't use the phone mm. and the internet. I also had an answering machine that I like recorded. I made like a whole mashup similar to our, you know, <laughs> Amazing our theme song, theme song, but with like, um, no doubt. Yeah. You know that, you know what song I'm talking about? I mean, there's a Is few of them. Spider webs. Oh yeah. 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 Cause it's got the whole, sorry, I'm at home night right now thing. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't have a line. I had my own, like just phone extension on the normal line. Um, but I, I did phone? have an amazing, um, like for Christmas one year, I got a phone. It was purple. I had a purple one too. Mm-hmm. We probably had the same phone. But I don't know if we did because it was a push button, but it was one of ye oldie push buttons that wasn't actually a push button. It was a, a push button rotary phone. Oh no, <laughs> it wasn't the same. So you would push it and you would like, you'd push a, a five and you'd just hear you push a three. <laughs> it was something. That uh, one broke. So, uh, one more thing about rotary phones. Our neighbors, the Smolowitzes, had a rotary phone in their family room, and I was obsessed with it. <laughs> and like, when I would go over their house, I would just like call my own house for no reason because I just wanted to, to use the rotary, and it was the only phone number I could remember. <laughs> that wasn't 911. Don't call that one. I mean, unless it's an emergency, then call that one. But don't call that one. Yeah. Um, so, yes. So, so, yeah. uh, so they, they set up a phone line. Um, they give everyone the phone number. On their flyers and advertisements, they say the uh, office hours are between 5.30 and 6 p.m. Because that's when they all, Claudia's uh, bedroom is their office. That's where they all yes. go. They hang out. When people call, they talk about who's going to take the job. They write things down. They make their schedule. All of that. Um, and yes, I was, I was like, wow, that doesn't seem like a lot of time. But then I started thinking about it, and I'm like, I think in the, like in the 80s and 90s, everybody's days were so much more structured because they had to be. So if you wanted to call a friend, you had to wait until they were at the place they were going to be, like until they were at the physical location of that phone number. So if you were going to call a friend after school, they had to be home after school. And then if they had like soccer or drama or whatever it is, like you got to wait until they're there. And then... Some people, like Marianne's dad, had rules, so like you could only call between certain hours. Then there was dinner time. Everyone had dinner. Yeah. Not everyone's dinner was the same time. But like everything it like now everything yeah. is just twenty four seven and you will text someone and if they get it then great. And if they don't, they'll reply later. But you just text when you True wanna text. But them I would or, think even like an hour. Like as a customer perspective. Sure. Does the book hold up in 2020? I think it does. I think there are things that in 2020 would be different. Yes. But for 
a book that was written in the 80s, it did walk a very good line of being progressive without being in your face. Mm-hmm. But also, like, if you were a more conservative person, I feel like would still be okay with your child reading this book. Yeah. It, it surprised Like, it's very me. benign. Yes. But I, it's benign, but in a way that... It's benign, but not boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you were talking about how quickly Christy accepts Watson. So Watson's wife, ex-wife, breaks her ankle... The Christie's younger brother has a cold, so the mom can't go, whatever. She's basically sucked into babysitting her soon-to-be step-siblings. And turns out she likes them, and turns out they like her. <laughs> Even Karen from accounting. Even Karen from accounting likes her. Um, Karen from finance sounds better. Is that a thing? Karen from finance? Karen from finance? Like I'm gonna Google meme? that. Keep, keep talking. Okay. I'm gonna go find out about Karen from finance. Okay. Um, and so, like, I feel like it could have very easily been played as. Oh, the- Karen from finance is a drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So we'll go with Karen from accounting. So as not to. I mean, unless anyone. Karen from finance wants to come on the show and talk about the Babysitters Club, then we'll change it. You know it. that would be my dream. I know it would be your dream, but then we'll change it. Up until then, <laughs> up until then, <laughs> from here on out, the, the small child is referred to as Karen from accounting. Yeah. Um. She like it could have gone very typical, like. The kids were cute. They liked me, but I hated them because who their dad was. And right. And then, what is interesting too? She says something in it which I thought was like, also a little like, huh? That's plays in twenty twenty. Was she says something like, I wondered how my mom felt to see Watson rushing off to his ex wife, but I yeah. know that, you know, their friends and insurance is like, can be an issue or something. Yeah. (laughs) She was, she is Christy for, I keep wanting to call her Kirsty, different person. Yeah. Um, like for as much as like Claudia and Stacy say that she's a baby because she's not into boys, she played with dolls up until the end of the summer. She's very astute and she's very mature in terms of like Assessing a situation. I mean, she came up with a goddamn business. She came up with business and a business plan in like yeah. six hours. Yeah, and then and then flashlight Morse coded it to her friend. Like, which this is unto this itself. is a boss right here. Christy I is will a boss. Say, quarantine times has made me realize I feel like I need to have some hard skills like Morse code mm-hmm. and growing food. I'm, well, I'm sort of on my way to growing food. food. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got a baby tomato nursing outside. Baby Toto. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was, yeah, the total normalcy of that. And then she realized, so one, insurance. What the fuck since 1986? Um, what the, seriously, what the actual like, fuck? It is amazing to me that in a, a, a children's book published in 1986... A 12-year-old is like, man, insurance is fucked up. (laughs) I 
I mean, if like, that is not a statement on our current I mean, that is situation. What, <laughs> that is what we need to go to Congress with. We need to stop. Christy just, says. Christy says. <laughs> on page. Medicare for all seems to be too much for people to handle, but Christy says. Yep. Insurance is a B. Yep. Is a <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna. Now I wanna find it. <laughs> well, well, Nell finds it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get some ASMR clinking for you guys. Yeah, she says. I wondered how mom felt seeing Watson rushing off to his ex-wife, but I knew Watson's divorce was a friendly one, and also that some things, like insurance, still had to be straightened out. But mom must have felt a little <laughs> funny anyway. What? Like. You're right. I didn't even pick up on the insurance thing. Like, I picked up on the mom thing, but you're right. The fact that a 12-year-old in 1986 was like, insurance, man. And obviously a 12-year-old <laughs> isn't writing it, but the fact that a, an adult is writing it and is enough, like, this is screwy enough, I'm going to put it into a 12-year-old's mouth in my book. It's, yeah. What I also really like is that all the, all the girls are, and I had to stop myself because I almost, like, corrected myself to say women but they are actually but they're girls. actually girls <laughs> they're they're, a, they're actually girls life lesson also, number one if you're talking about a woman who is 18 years old or older please call them a woman yeah i mean i won't get super offended if you call me a girl but don't depends on the use yeah i mean i think it's also because i i got carded <clears throat> buying me aperol for the spritz it's, it's I have my hair in its time. natural straight. It's the it's end In its natural state. I was wearing a mask. I guess I have childlike eyes. And the guy was like, may I see your ID? Like you I'm haven't like, seen the shit yet? I was like, for real? Like, what? Look, one time a girl at Target asked me to see my ID, looked at it, and said, you don't look that old. <laughs> I think it's because I'm short. But I was like, really? Even in the end of days, you're guarding me? Look, that's when, I don't know, maybe parents <laughs> are sending their children out to, because children are less likely to <laughs> The children are less susceptible. The corona, so, so they're sending them out to get the Aperol? <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to say. That all the girls are so capable and really good at babysitting. And I like yeah, it. Like, like, really, yeah. like, they know what to do. And I think that's why... You know, when I was, however old I was, reading these, like, I'm going to set up a babysitter's club because you're like, you can do it. And and that was something else I wrote down was that I liked how confident and I liked the fact that they were like, to a person, when they have their babysitting experiences, they're like, this is a crappy situation. Cool. I'll deal with it. And I think yeah. that's really good because it shows, like, kids who are reading this, it shows them, like, yeah, yeah. this is going to be, you're going to be put into this situation, but you can deal with it. I also like that the fact that they had this fight about the diabetes and pizza parties. Pizza. At the end of the day. pizza. <sighs> yeah. Pizza. Go on. They, res- they resolved it with. A sleepover and slightly adjusting what they did to make Stacy comfortable. Yeah. Like, what can't be resolved with a sleepover? The, a sleepover, some pizza, a nice salad and some for Hidden the diet. candy. 
some hidden candy. Also, I've seen people with diabetes eat pizza, so I feel like she could have I, had Yes, I life. will say I feel like the research <laughs> maybe wasn't, like, the level of research into true. actual diabetics true. may not have been there. True. Um, That's true. I mean, it will be interesting to see how it plays out later in books of, like, do we true. get into the, and here's actually what you what you, what do. you do. True. I don't know. If, if, if you know about how diabetes worked then or now, email us. Please let us know. <laughs> email us. Tweet us. Gram us. Maybe that'll be, oh, should this be our, like, should we have a question of the week? Sh- sure. Our question of the week is tell us how diabetes works. Sure. That's our question. Everybody, well, tell I'm us not- how diabetes works. What about diabetes? <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's, I'm not saying. Actually, <laughs> you said, you just asked us to ask our listeners, how does diabetes work? I'm not saying that our question of the week necessarily should be one about diabetes. But. But what about diabetes? But what about diabetes? You guys, tell me about diabetes. I would like to know how the treatment of diabetes has progressed from 1986 to 2020. Is it, can you eat pizza? Can you not eat pizza? That is true. If you're 12 years yeah. old, if people are talking about pizza, are you going to freak out? If you forget to take your insulin shot, can you run home and give yourself a shot and run back? Does it work? I don't know. I'm generally curious cool. a little bit so, about diabetes. Um, so that's our question of the week. Yeah. Email us. I'm going to write that down. Uh, not the question, but just the idea of having gmail. a question com. of the week. Gmail.com. at gmail.com. DM us. Twitter, Boozy Sitters Club. No. Twitter. Boozy Boozy Sitters. Sitters. Because Twitter has a character limit. Who knew? Who knew? And Instagram, Baby Sitters Club. Nope. (laughs) Boozy Sitters Club. Yep. The spritzes are kicking in. Um, (laughs) Welcome to the boozy part of Boozy Sitters Club. Welcome to the Boozy Sitters Club part of Boozy... Yeah. Um, And we'll also put up there, like recipes to the cocktails. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. So. I'm writing that down, too. Um, so what's the book we're reading next week? That's a good question. Uh, I believe it is Claudia and the Phantom Phone Calls. So what do you think that's about? Well, luckily, I have an excerpt. No, we have to guess. Wildly speculate. Luckily, I haven't read the excerpt. <laughs> Damn it, you read the no, excerpt. No, I didn't. I actually didn't. Okay, I, I stopped myself as well. Okay. What do you think that's about? Um, so <laughs> I think because, so now they have this dedicated line. Here's the, okay, circling back to 20 minutes ago. Um, another surprising thing is how much they just put themselves out there. On one hand, yeah. like I think now people put themselves out there like nobody's business on, on social media, mm-hmm. but there is, but there's a, a high level of like self protection of um, like identity theft and all of that. They're just like, hi, we're four twelve year old girls, and here's our phone number. Call us. Like, that- I think we were also less aware of pedophiles then. 
Like they were yeah. there. Oh, I'm not saying we. It's a, yeah, <laughs> they were there. Um, we just didn't talk about it. Yes, much. I'm not saying it's a problem for the book. It's just one of those kind of things. Yeah. So yeah, my yeah, yeah. Uh, my guess is that Claudia starts getting phone calls because the phone number has now been out there for the Babysitters Club, but that they're not. They're like hangups. Yeah. It might I, be a boy. It might mm, not be. It could be a boy. She does like also human boys. Teenage boys are dumb. Teenage boys are not smart. Like they think calling and making like <sighs> noises and hanging up means I like you. They think calling and sounding like a pedophile is sexy. <laughs> it's not. Tip for all our <laughs> listeners. If you're wondering, should I call a girl that I like? breathe heavily and then hang up? The answer is no. No, no. Okay, so I think that turns out Morbid of Destiny mm. has a child. What? A secret child? She has a secret child and they call the babysitter's club. She calls because she needs a babysitter. Morbid or the secret child? The Morbid. Okay. Because she had needs someone to oh, babysit a secret child. Like a young secret child. I was imagining like yeah. a returned, gave up for adoption, returned years later. No, more like a foundling. Got it. Yep. Yep. Um, and Claudia is the only one brave enough to go. Duh. And she's got this rotary phone in her, um, it's next to the Shifa robe. <laughs> yes. And yes. it's haunted. And it just keeps ringing, but she doesn't know that it's haunted. And, you know. Your guess is a lot more exciting than mine. Yeah. And then it turns out that that, that foundling mm-hmm. is actually Ooh. a ghost calling from its crib. A ghost! <laughs> yours is probably more likely. Sure. But, but yours is a lot more fun. That's a book I would like to read. Ooh, maybe you should write it. Cool. In your spare the time. Next, the next episode will be fan fiction. <laughs> so that's our show. That's our show. Um, um, we have yet to decide on an amazing sign-off, although Meatball Power is in the running. Meatball Power is in the running. Um, I would also like to tell everyone your right to vote is your right to bitch, so register now. Yes. And then because actually vote in November. And then vote. And... And call Congress and ask for vote by mail, for Christ's sake. Yes. Yes. And here's the thing. We have one viewpoint, political viewpoint, which includes not injecting yourself with disinfectant. Um, But (laughs) I would say, I don't care who you vote for. Please vote. I mean, deep in my soul, I do care who you vote for, and I would hope that you align with my political views, but that's a very selfish viewpoint, and in a, in a, you know, just getting down to brass tacks, I think we... Just do it. Just do it. We need to have a higher percentage of our population voting. I know you think that in some cases your vote doesn't count. It absolutely Does. does. But at the very least, if you want to bitch about it, you got to vote. There you go. Tune in next week or the week after. We haven't decided that either. Thank you to the St. Petersburg, Florida Library System for getting us this first book. And yeah, once um, 
we have actual sponsors, we'll thank you too. Yeah. So until then, chin chin, lachayim, slancha, salud, nastrovia. Wow, that's a lot. Cheers. Did you write these down? Do you just know them off the top of your head? Skull. I just know, I just, I just know how to say cheers in a lot of languages. Skull. I know that one.